Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you don't know who I am, I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people like yourself um, get your business paperwork together. So things like getting your business, hey Charlene, getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, making sure you have appropriate contracts, operating agreements, non-disclosure agreements, basic brand protection strategies like trademarks and copyrights and patents, and also hiring uh, hiring policies. I help you put all of those things together, get them ready. Uh, if wondering why I'm qualified to help you do all of those things, I am very happy that you asked. I many have been one for 14 years in counting. I've started multiple businesses for my of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of housing business items. And if you're going to be successful in business, there are just something way around it. Um, if you would like to uh, work with me, so the business foundation together, you're going to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. Uh, that's where you can book your one-on-one, -on -one, um, session with me so that we can work together to get your business foundation solid. Book figures one asks, how can I hire you to help me? Book figures one, if you would like to hire me, go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. That is the link in my bio on Instagram. When you click that link, you're going to scroll down to book your one-on-one -on -one coaching session. And from there, you can choose which session best fits your needs. Okay. All right. Awesome. Okay, so that's enough about, you know, the business side. Let's talk about the show. For some way the show works is that I pull stories from the news, stories that I find on blog sites, stories that you amazing people send me, um, and I pull the ones that we can learn as business owners, and we discuss them. So this is a time for you guys to let your opinions be known. Don't be shy. You know, this is a place, as long as we, you know, respect each other, you know, we can have open dialogue here, Okay. So, I will be checking in with you guys to make sure that you're following along. So, you know, make sure you've got your fingers ready for the keyboards. Alrighty? Alright, so we are going to get started uh, right about now. Okay, so, uh, does anybody here know or uh, know the sports, the high-end sportswear label Off-White? If you know what the high-end sportswear label off-white is give me an O in the comments the 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 sportswear brand or streetwear I don't know, streetwear no streetwear if you are aware of the streetwear brand that that is that goes by off-white give me an O in the comments okay um why am I asking you about Off-White? So if you uh, didn't know, Off-White is the brainchild of a gentleman by the name of Virgil Abloh, and he takes everyday items and I guess makes them cool. Um, Virgil Abloh is actually in a dispute right now with the uh, trademark office because he has been trying to um, get zip ties, like the red zip ties that you might see on something, he wants those to be considered 
uh, design patents for his uh, for his clothing items and his shoes. So he's currently fighting that in the trademark office right now. But you know, Virgil uh, is not to is not going to let one thing you know keep him down. He is continuing to create for his uh, off white label and his most recent um, patent filing design patent. Because remember, there are three types of patents. We have design patents, which is how something looks. We have uh, utility patents, which is how something works, and we have plant patents. So the way. Uh, that's something different and it's more rare. I'm not even going to get into that, okay? Anyway, so Virgil Abloh has filed yet another design patent for paper clips. Um, and not just regular paper clips. He has filed a patent for jewel encrusted paper clip, neck, uh, a jewel encrusted paper clip necklace and an earring with two diamond encrusted uh, paper clips so that will be studded with small jewels or rhinestones, right? Um, so basically, Virgil Abloh is going to be making these. Um, so, have you ever linked a bunch of paper clips together? If you have ever linked a bunch of paper clips together in a row, give me a paper clip emoji. I think there is a paper clip emoji. If you have ever seen one of, you know, somebody just link a bunch of paper clips together in like, you know, kind of a chain, give me the paper clip emoji, okay? Um, basically, Virgil Abloh wants to take that, put some diamonds on it, and he wants to, wants to uh, patent that for his line. He wants to be able to say, hey, 76 Grim K., um, he wants to be able to say, hey, nobody else can sell these jewel-encrusted uh, paperclip necklaces because I have the design patent on it. <clears throat> so, I have two questions for you as a very educated audience, right? One, um, this this gentleman, Virgil Abloh, the owner of the Off-White brand, is is known for trying to take everyday objects and, you know, I guess elevate them, right? So do you think that it is a good idea for Virgil Abloh to be filing a design patent for these jewel encrusted paperclip necklaces? Is that something or a, a design that you think is, uh, that is worth protection or should he be even be able to protect it because of the, you know, how, popular the paperclip is. Everybody knows what a paperclip is, right? But Virgil, Ab Virgil Abloh is trying to trademark for the design of jewel-encrusted paperclip necklaces. Now, they don't actually actually have to be paperclips. They can be in a paperclip shape that is, again, made out of the jewels. But Virgil Abloh is, again, trying to take everyday items and make them super expensive. So, do you think it's a good idea for Virgil Abloh to uh, file a design patent for this potential jewel-encrusted paperclip necklace? And two, would you be interested in purchasing a jewel-encrusted paperclip necklace? Um, I don't understand the obsession with Off-White. Um, I've seen their things. And, you know, I, I salute an entrepreneur and I salute success. But I just don't get it. Uh, the items, I feel like the items are very, you know, 
every day and all they do is put, you know, a little zhuzh on them and then it's like $900. But if you can get somebody to pay that, good for you. But again, but my friends on Facebook, y'all are so quiet tonight. What do you think about someone trying to patent the design for some jewel-encrusted paperclip necklaces? Do you think it's a smart idea? Y'all are a little quiet tonight, and I'm feeling concerned. Is it because I'm a little late? It's, uh, you know, sorry. Where y'all at? That's cool. Anyway, um, while I don't think that this necklace thing is for me, um, I think Virgil Abloh is a very smart man, and I think he has learned the art of taking something simple and making it his own. And if he can convince the USPTO office that, you know, he invented blinged out paper clips, you know, more power to him. Now, what does that mean if he gets a design patent? That means that nobody else is going to be able to develop jewel-encrusted paperclip-shaped necklaces for a while. I forget how long patents, um, I think patents give you exclusivity for like 20, I forget the, the exact amount of years. Um, Book Figures once said, I'm really thinking about the concept of that design. Yeah, because they think of, like, I'm trying to think about a jewel-encrusted paperclip. Uh, 76 Room K said, why not, but I would not buy it. Right. I mean, look, you know, people have different tastes and things. Uh, 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 maybe, I guess if you're like, you know, a top-notch executive assistant and you like, you know, I do paperclips. I want y'all to see I do paperclips. Here's my jewel-encrusted paperclip necklace. Um, so, you know, if somebody wants to purchase this jewel encrusted paperclip necklace, go forth and be great. And if Virgil can convince the U.S. trademark office that, you know, this is his idea and nobody else should be able to make it, good luck to him as well. All right. Okay. All right. Our second story for the evening is a little racy, ladies and gentlemen. So if you have, you know, little ones, you may want to tell them to. I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, you, you, you never know. I just, you know, want to let people know we are going to be discussing items that are used for, you know, personal health. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, this next story has to do with two companies trying to sell the same product. Um, has anybody ever heard of Australian therapeutic services? Australian Therapeutic Services. You probably wouldn't because Australian Therapeutic Services is located where else? Australia. Um, this company has been in business since about 2000. Um, and since about 2000, they have been selling their brand of naked condoms, right? So, uh, they, they started selling these naked condoms in 2000 and, you know, they were doing well and then they started branching out into the U S they, um, started selling these naked brand condoms in 2003. And in fact, they still do sell these brands of condoms in the United States. I don't know how popular they are, but they do sell it to an extent, right? Here's the thing. This company is still in business, right? To this day, to this day. Um, and, but, uh, 
like I said, they started selling these naked brand condoms in 2003. But then, and then they found out in 2005 that there was a company in the United States that called themselves Naked TMLLC that had a registered trademark for Naked in the United States. Here's the problem. Australian Therapeutic Services never had a registered trademark, not in Australia, not in the United States. They were selling these brand of condoms, you know, without a registered trademark. So then this, uh, this company, Naked, comes along and starts selling their own kind of Naked brand condoms. And Australian Therapeutic Services is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Um, they contacted them. They said, hey, we've been selling Naked brand condoms in the United States for a couple of years. Uh, you know, we, we have more rights to this name than you have. So they were going back and forth and over email, of course, because again, this is taking place in Australia. The time zones are different. Um, you know, I, it's like early 2000s. I don't think we, we had, you know, the communication technology that we have available as of now. So they were trying to settle this issue via email. So you have these two companies going back and forth over email trying to figure out how are we both going to sell our naked brand condoms? What are we going to do, right? Um, so they were going back and forth over email, uh, but, um, but then, um, Australian therapeutic services as of late, uh, they also tried to file for trademarks in the United States. They, they applied in 2005 and 2012 for their own naked brand of condoms in the United States, but they were denied every time. So now this company, Australian therapeutic services, they are trying to get Naked TMLLC's trademark canceled. Um, and Naked TM is like, whoa, girl, what are you doing? We already have this registered trademark. What are you doing? And the Australian Therapeutic Services Company is like, no, we have a vested interest in this because we've been trying to get this trademarked for a while. And because of you guys, we can't get it trademarked, right? So that is the issue at hand right now. Australian Therapeutic Services doesn't think that it's fair that Naked TM is able to sell their, um, their brand of condoms because they said, we never came to an agreement in these email negotiations, right? They said, yes, we were going back and forth over email, but we never had a final resolution as to what we were going to do for our brand of condoms being sold in the same marketplace. Meanwhile, Naked TM is saying um, that uh, Australian Therapeutic Services had agreed to stop selling condoms in the United States. So one side is saying we never had an agreement and the other side is saying, yes, we did have an agreement. You said you were going to, you were going to stop doing that. So now they are battling it out in court over who has the right to the name of naked for a brand of condoms. So I want to know from you guys as an audience, who do you think has more rights to the name? Australian Therapeutic Services, they were here first. They've been around since 2000. The thing is, they don't have a registered trademark for Naked, but they have built up a significant following, right? Remember when we did that story with um, Lady Antebellum trying to change their name to Lady A, 
and um you know but there's already a singer you know by the name of lady a and they're trying to come after her now she doesn't have it registered but she's been you know singing the blues for like over 20 years so she's built up a lot of clout in that name so australian therapeutic services they are are basically like hey we've been around for a while Yes, book fi- book figures not not necessarily a verbal agreement. This was over email, so there are records of the emails. But one side is saying yes, we emailed each other, but we never came to a final resolution. The other side is saying yes, we emailed each other and we came to a final resolution. The Australian company said that they were no longer going to sell their items in the U.S. Right. So now Australian Therapeutic Services, they are seeking to have Naked TM LLC's trademark canceled. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that Australian Therapeutic Services has a right to demand that this trademark be canceled? Now, remember Australian Therapeutic Services, they've been around since 2000. They started selling in the U.S. in 2003, but they don't have a registered trademark. Naked TM, they've been around a little less than Australian Therapeutic Services, but they do have a registered trademark in the United States. But they both acknowledge that they were selling in the U.S. at the same time. Uh, A.P. Jackson said, sorry, Australia, you've been screwed. Okay, so A.P. Jackson doesn't think Australia is going to make it. Hi, Jamitra. Um, well, we don't know what the, what the uh, uh, ultimate outcome is going to be. But we do know that an appeal board has said that at least for now, the Australian company can oppose the, uh, the, the trademark for Naked TM LLC. The court actually said Australia Therapeutic Services, even though they don't have a registered trademark, um, you know, it doesn't mean, and just because they gave naked a kind of license to use the name in the u.s it doesn't mean that they ever gave up their right to challenge the registration of an official trademark so basically the court said or the appeal board said look you guys had a coexistence agreement but that never said that neither one of you could oppose someone trying to officially register the name for themselves so if this could get very messy in the courtroom that we don't know if Australia, Australian Therapeutic Services is going to win, but they at least have the opportunity to have their argument heard in front of the appeal board as to why they have a, a more of a right to the name Naked than this Naked TM LLC company, or at least argue, you know, that they both have equal right and Naked TM should not be a registered trademark. Um, but we don't know what the final uh, what the final proposal will be, so we will just have to wait and see, right? So those were the stories that I had for you tonight. Uh, it was a little bit uh, light. Seventy six Grimkey said, "I think they missed out Australia." Oh yeah, um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see what happens because I mean they've been in business for twenty years at this point. You know they're not new, um, but we will have to wait and see. But um, those are the stories that I had. So I wanted to leave some time for Q&A. Again, I apologize for coming on a little late. So what I'm going to do is I can stay on a little bit extra if you guys have questions. We only had two stories tonight, y'all. It was a little bit dry in, in the sources. This is why I need to hear from you guys because I can't catch all of the stories, right? Um, We're going to be back here tomorrow with uh 
at our regular time at eight o'clock for more stories. Um, but, uh, what I want to do now is this is the time for you to ask your questions. I'm going to give y'all at least five minutes. So if you have questions about, you know, the business formation process or the stories that we covered. Now, when we talk about business formation processes, we're talking about registering your business with the state, EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, setting up business bank accounts, basic brand protection strategies, different types of contracts that you need. If you have questions about those types of things, um, you can uh, ask them now. Margaret Massey said, are licensed fonts the same as trademarks? No. Um, it's actually really hard to get um, licensing for fonts. Um, like you would literally have to create, I, I remember we did, we did a show on this. Someone was asking about this when it comes to typefaces and fonts. It's really hard. You would literally have to like create your own kind of font in order for you to be able to protect it through, um, through intellectual property. But you know, you can't, uh, so on, on yeah, you'd pretty much have to create your own font. Yes. Um, yeah, but that, that's a really good question, Margaret, because we don't usually think about that. Um, but fonts and typeface can be a, a little bit tough when you're talking about the intellectual property area. Any other questions, everybody? I know that, that we're a little short this evening, but like I said, we all, I only found a couple of stories that I knew would, you know, get the wheels turning and I wanted to make sure I covered them. Uh, 76 Grimke said, what's the average cost of trademark? So if you are going to an attorney to do the entire trademark process for you, basically you just kind of drop off your information and they do it. It'll cost you anywhere between 1700 and $3,000, depending on, you know, the, the attorney. Um, now if you are trying to go the, these, um, self route, the applications start anywhere between 275 and 425 for the first part, um, but there are several parts to the trademark process, and you're going to end up spending probably about six to eight hundred dollars um, by the end of uh, your trademark process. Uh, Jamitra sent me a question. Said I have an EIN for a company. I want to set it up as a corporation. Need help about attorney. Okay, so here's the thing, Jamitra. When you set up an EIN for the company, did you set it up for a corporation? Right? Um, did did you did you set it up as a corporation? Because if you did not, that EIN is an EIN for a completely different company. So you need to make sure um, that the the business structure that you chose for your EIN matches the business structure that you want for the, um, for, for this, uh, corporation. Okay. So what you can do if you need help with that is go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, go down to the book, your one-on-one -on -one coaching session and book a free 15 minute consultation. So I can figure out exactly, um, what your needs are. Okay. Um, Margaret asked any updates on lady a and lady antebellum. I do. I have, there are no legal updates as of yet on Lady A versus Lady Antebellum. I did see her 
on Jesus and Marrow. If anybody has Showtime, um, there is a show on there called Jesus and Marrow, and they actually interviewed Lady A about this um, whole, you know, Lady Antebellum controversy. So, you know, you can check there and, and see what Lady A is up to. You're welcome, Jamitra. I look forward to talking to you. Um, all right. Any more questions, guys? I want to, you know... The sleep monster tried to get me and not have me on here, but, you know, I have made a commitment and I'm going to be here. All right. So I'm here. Where, like, let me know. What questions do you have about being a boss in these streets? Because if that's all, because if, if we're good, we can kind of close out now and then we'll come back tomorrow at eight o'clock. Fresh eyes, new stories on time <laughs> and have a good time. Okay. All right, so this is where I'm going to leave you guys. High curves in my closet. You you are coming on the tail end. We're about to close out. This is where I leave you guys. Um, don't forget, I'm going to upload the copy of this to the YouTube page. If you want to watch all the back episodes of this show, go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm to find the subscribe link. Uh, and if you can't watch, you can always listen. You can use that link to uh, subscribe to the podcast as well. All right. So I will see you tomorrow night. Take care of yourselves. You're welcome, Book Figures 1. Uh, and bye. <laughs>